LT, my friend, it's almost upon us. The last ever wellness summit in Melbourne. The last one ever? Well, definitely the last one for at least two years, LT. That's right, this year's wellness summit will be the last one for the foreseeable future in Melbourne. It will be the biggest, the greatest, the most inspiring, the most empowering summit that you've ever seen. The last one in Melbourne? That's right, LT. That's ridiculous. I can't believe my ears. But I guess if that's the case, then let's go to thewellnesssummit.com if you want to enter the code FINALMELBOURNE16. That's FINALMELBOURNE16 to get $100 off your regular price tickets. You get to enjoy two days of food, movement, and mindset on September 10th and 11th at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Center. Hey, LT, did we say it's the last one? It's the last one in Melbourne. Oh, good. All right. I'm glad we told him. Hey, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. Enter those codes. Save some money. See you at the summit. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. We've always taken mums the word to mean keeping things to ourselves. Well, this is no longer the case as we provide mums with the natural, honest, and reliable resources they need from experts and other mums to keep their families happy, healthy, and safe. Be prepared to use your passion for parenting to empower yourself with the knowledge of choice. Welcome to Mums the Word with your host, mum and chiropractor, Kaz Jaff. Hello, everybody, and thanks for tuning in again. You're listening to Kaz Jaff, and this is episode 40 of Mums the Word. Pretty excited that the podcast has made it to 40 episodes, and I've got no plans to stop yet, so keep on tuning in. Um, If I could ask for you to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, that would be fantastic. I just had a quick look, and we are still really the top um, birth and pregnancy uh, podcast, but we're, I think, about number 15 now, down in the category of kids and family, which means that if people are searching, they may not find us. A lot of the other um, podcasts are related to kids and and parenting, um, and I guess uh, family in family life in general. So if we could get the birth and pregnancy podcast right up there at the top, I know we'll be helping more people. So a little request from me. It doesn't take much. You just have to go to the iTunes, search for the podcast, and you'll see a little rate and review. You'll see some stars, and you just have to click on the stars, ideally five of them, and then write a little message, and I would really appreciate that. Um, this week's uh, pot episode um, is all about reflexology and how it relates to fertility and birth and pregnancy. So I know it will reach a lot of people out there who may not have it on their radar. I couldn't think of anyone more um, able to present the topic than Sam Language, and she is um, she has been a passionate and dedicated reflexologist, having worked as a full-time professional reflexologist since graduating in 1999. Sam also shares her knowledge and passion with others through teaching in the community, mentoring reflexology students and working in aged care and corporate settings. Although in general practice, Samantha has a special interest in women's health, fertility and pregnancy and has worked supporting many women through perimenopause and menopause. Samantha has had many years of experience working within the Reflexology Association of Australia as well, serving as a founding director of the national body, organising a very successful national conference and holding many positions both nationally and on a state level, including Victorian branch chair. In the last 17 years, Samantha has also attended over 25 postgraduate reflexology courses and seminars and is constantly adding to her knowledge and skills to further help her clients. So that is very lucky for people who live in Melbourne as they are able to access her care. Very excited to bring this episode to you and here's Sam. Good morning, Sam. Lovely to have you on the show. Very excited that we could connect. Could you please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? 
Yeah, sure. Hi, Kez. Thank you for um, for having me on. Uh, I'm a reflexologist. I've lived all my life in Melbourne in Australia. I have been a reflexologist now since 2000. I graduated in 99 and I've been working uh, in the last few years in a clinic in Bentley where we uh, specialise in women's health. Awesome. Well, of course, on this podcast, what we really want to hear is your story. So I'd love for you to share what got you into reflexology and um, well, really just your journey and if you could share that with the listeners. Yeah, sure. Uh, I was working in a, a job that I was really unhappy in. I was working in corporate world. I wanted to study. I wanted to study a natural therapy but I wasn't quite sure what so I was looking. But at the same time I was also quite unwell and I'd been diagnosed with a chronic condition that the doctors told me basically I would have to live with for the rest of my life. It's not something that I was actually very happy with, obviously, and I thought, no, there needs to be something that I can do to help myself. So rather than the condition controlling my life, I wanted to be able to control the condition. And so as I was having massage and different things, I was actually introduced to reflexology the the therapy clinic where I was actually having my massage had a reflexologist who was starting and she was offering free 15-minute sessions. So I went along, had a session, thought it was pretty good. Uh, I also believe in signs and all of a sudden having thought I'd never heard of reflexology before, I kept seeing things about feet and reflexology. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was just amazing. And I started to have some sessions with this, um, with this woman who turned out to become one of my teachers and one of my mentors with going through reflexology and on my reflexology journey. And at the time I was told I'd be on medication for the rest of my life. Well, I've not actually taken that medication now for probably at least 17 or 18 years. Wow, and I basically uh, the last time I had testing done by uh, by the specialists, they actually now say there's actually no evidence of me ever having had that condition. Amazing, and I totally put that down to reflexology, the the power of of reflexology, and it has totally changed my life. It's the best thing that has literally ever happened to me in my life. I. I don't know where I would be if I hadn't um, if I hadn't actually discovered reflexology. I so, just love that you connected with the right person at the right time. I mean, obviously, you know, I think it was a she was exuding a passion enough to just you know overflow, and you picked up on that. You know, oh, absolutely, people. yeah, yeah, and, and I and I totally believe in that. It's something that I've believed all my life, but. The more I go on this journey, the more I t- fully believe that, you know, we meet the right people at the right time in our, in, in our lives. And that's personally, professionally, in any in, any aspect of our lives. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, um, so then you just gave up your career and enrolled? I did that um, because I had actually been so unwell. I was uh, only working part time, so I actually was able to have have the ability to study and and still keep working. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually took long service leave to do my exams, gave myself eight weeks off, uh, did my exams, got back to work, and thought, yeah, I really do hate this. 
and made a very brave decision to um, leave my job and I've been a full-time reflexologist ever since. So possibly should have maybe gone around in a slightly different way, um, but it's it's just been the greatest thing that, that, that I've ever done you know, and I couldn't imagine now ever doing anything else. It's just so important. It's, you know, it's it's the major part of my life. And I know how it helped me. I've had a number of situations where my health has been adversely affected and reflexology has absolutely been the first go-to that I always um that I always use. I've got friends who I trust totally and they absolutely have made a huge difference to my health and that's why I do what I do. Okay, so for the um, for the listeners, I mean, let's get more into the nitty-gritty of what it actually is. I mean, for some people, they're hearing the word for the first time or they maybe just thought it was a relaxation thing. Um, yes. So l- let's get a little bit more into detail and how it can help with, I guess, in, in this instance, conditions. Yep, sure. Uh, for those of you who don't know, reflexology is actually a therapy that – uh, uses reflex points on the hands and feet that correspond to all the different parts of the body. So basically what we're doing is we're giving you the equivalent of, full, of a full body massage internally and externally, but we only use points. Generally, I only use points on the feet, but people will use the hands and the feet. Sometimes people also use points on the ears as well. Uh, but basically it's it's using a... Um, um, a series of massage techniques, if you will, mm-hmm. on different points of the feet that correspond to all the different parts of the body. So all the joints, all the organs, uh, all the glands, everything, every single part of your body, there is a point that we can actually work at somewhere on your on your feet or your hands. Yes, yeah, so and it's different than acupuncture. It's not meridian lines and there's not... Um, that's Yeah, that, that's right. We, we still use energy, uh, but the main way that we actually see the energy is actually moving throughout the body is that there are basically like energy energy channels that run up through the body that correspond with all the um, the, the fingers and toes. So we have 10 energy lines that work up through the body and uh, so every, everything in that part of the foot corresponds to that part of the body. So the big toe and in line with the big toe right up the middle of the body is actually and working down through the inner edge of the foot is working the spine so we're actually working through the middle of the body on the on the on the on the big toes and then as we work further out across the foot we're actually working out through the whole of the body yeah yeah understand so i guess um for the sake of this podcast what we really what we both agreed that we you know we probably delve into a little bit deeper is a bit more how reflexology can help someone i guess in pregnancy or towards the end of their pregnancy or early motherhood so maybe you you could um share or enlighten us yeah sure um people come to us for all sorts of different reasons um obviously not just for um, for pregnancy and the conditions that um, that they might be experiencing with pregnancy, I work with a lot of people who uh, have neurological conditions. I have a lot of people who come to me simply because they find it relaxing. They know it actually helps their stress levels, and they might come on a weekly, fortnightly, or monthly basis uh, just to actually keep 
their body under control because reflexology can help obviously improve the relaxation, uh, reduce stress levels. We can improve the nerve supply and blood supply throughout the um, throughout the body. I'm finding these days I'm actually doing a lot of work with people who have peripheral neuropathy as a result of chemotherapy and we're actually getting really good results with that. I also work with um, a number of podiatrists uh, who send me people who have foot conditions. So there's all sorts of different things that we can we can work with. There's no one specific thing that we only work with. It's you know, there's very little to do with the body that we actually can't work with. But as far as con- um, conditions that say people might experience during pregnancy, um, really fantastic for uh, bowel conditions and constipation, uh, for back pain and any body pain, foot pain that people might actually suffer and leg pain during their pregnancy can be helpful for carpal tunnel um, because we actually do quite a bit of work working on the nerve supply, uh, insomnia and sleep problems, um, fluid retention, especially if people are getting problems with fluid retention in their feet and legs, uh, as long as it's obviously not to do with preeclampsia or anything like that, um, it certainly can help um, with, with fluid retention and things. Also with anxiety, um, if people are actually starting get, getting closer to um, to birth and they're getting a bit anxious about labour and things like that, um, reflexology is fantastic to actually help bring back those anxiety levels. Um, if people are having panic attacks, just starting to get a little bit antsy and not quite sure um, about how they're going to cope, reflexology really can help just to calm them and feel a lot uh, a lot a lot more um, in a better place, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I'm sure there's also something to be said about induction, is there? I mean, is there something? Yeah, induction is something that we don't specifically do. Um, I have actually done uh, the maternity training. Um, it is something that certainly until somebody is overdue, um, we wouldn't even consider doing. There are points that actually we do avoid, say, for example, during the first trimester because they they um, they can actually, um, they're acupressure points that actually can induce um, or help to, to induce labour. So they're points that we don't actually work during the early part of the pregnancy. But after um, after their due date, um, provided they've actually discussed it with their obstetrician or midwives. Um, you know, there are certain sessions that if the baby is ready to come, and that's the main thing, if the baby is ready to come, um, may actually help just to, to move things along a bit more swiftly. Uh, we also do find that if people have had reflexology throughout their pregnancy, that labour can actually be shortened um, because their, their body's in the right place. It's in it, it, it's ready. It's um, it, it's ready to go through that labouring, and they do actually find there have been studies done by an obstetrician who is also a reflexologist in Britain, and she has actually found that labours are, are shorter and not necessarily as intense uh, if people have had regular reflexology during their pregnancies. Yeah, and what about something like heartburn? Yeah, heartburn, morning sickness, everything like that, uh, especially uh, with the morning sickness. And uh, I've also worked with um, girls who've had 
very bad hyperemesis uh, gravidarum. I uh, had one girl in particular who my GP said to me she was almost being uh, hospitalised weekly for rehydration and would be spending quite some time in, in hospital. Um, and after she came to see me, uh, she went back into hospital the following day to, to have another rehydration. They only had to use about a third of the fluid that they had previously been using and she didn't have to go back in again. She responded that oh, quickly. It's a tough time for those women. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and she was she was just she had been through hell. She had had weeks and weeks of not being able to keep literally anything down, not even water. And uh, they were starting to get quite concerned about her. And she um, she fortunately, I think I only did about two or three sessions with her, and she was actually somebody who responded really quickly. Obviously, like. Any sort of therapy, some people take longer to respond than others. Some people may feel that they're not getting any sort of result, but there will be certainly um, results happening for them. Uh, but we were just lucky in her situation that, that she responded really quickly and she was able to basically go back to eating and drinking again, which was fantastic. And like I said, as far as I'm aware, she only had that one subsequent visit for um, for rehydration in the hospital which was just fantastic amazing yeah so are there any situations um where there are contraindications and someone i mean i'm assuming if there's open wounds but um is there if someone um where they can't come to you or they need to wait a certain period of time yeah uh look there's um there's certainly a lot of um in all in the pregnancy books and massage books and things like that saying uh not to have reflexology or actually any form of massage done during the first trimester. As far as reflexology is concerned, I work with a lot of women helping them get pregnant with their fertility. Um, so I, as far as I'm concerned, what I do is only going to help them. Uh, obviously, there are certain areas that I won't work during the first, uh, first trimester of their pregnancy, and we only work very lightly. Um, and I also will only work if someone is really happy for us to work. Uh, because people, you know, there is so much, um, so much said around the first trimester of pregnancy and whilst the placenta is implanting and things, um, that, you know, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And if people are unsure, I'll be guided by them. Uh, I don't want somebody coming to me feeling that they're not quite sure whether they want to be seeing me. I would rather they wait until they're happy. And then we can certainly proceed. Um, the main con contraindications as far as pregnancy is concerned is if they've got a history of early, early miscarriage. I like to wait until, you know, things are really uh, implanted, maybe even sort of well into the se second trimester. And I would also want them to be speaking to their obstetrician or um other caregivers as far as uh, having reflexology is concerned if if they do have that history of early miscarriage. If they've got placenta previa, we can't actually work. Uh, if they they have unstable diabetes and certainly if there's um, high high blood pressure and with the risk of preeclampsia, we certainly won't work. Or, or if they have DB, uh, DBT, you know, they're all um, obviously um, medical situations that need to be dealt with by by their, their medical practitioners. Yeah, and what about just, um, well, maybe we could also mention if there is um, how this relates to kids as well. I mean, that's also, um, I'm sure, something you can help with. Uh, 
Yes. Well, I, I know you can. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, kids kids love having reflexology. Uh, what I always suggest to my pregnant clients is, and, and people generally tend to do this anyway, is play with your kids' feet. Get them used to having their feet done uh, or their feet played with. Um, as, and especially once they've had all those heel prick injections, kids can act babies can become very wary of people touching their feet so keep touching their feet and just playing with them I mean there's certainly nothing you can do wrong um, but yeah I certainly work with kids um, it's great for helping them just to get um, get into a pattern with, some, with sleep uh, it can help with their bowels um, it can help them with feeding um, it's it's Certainly, I've worked with you know, young babies right through. I used to have a friend who, uh, her three-year-old, whenever I was doing her feet, he would sit in the chair after her, and I could do his feet for an hour. <laughs> he just loved it so much. And she said one day she'd actually heard him um, say to his kindergarten teacher that he couldn't come to kinder the next day because um, he, his reflexologist was coming. <laughs> so he couldn't, you know, he couldn't go to kinder because it was far more important having his reflexology. And there was nothing wrong with him. He just purely loved having his fate work. I'm so sure this is very grounding anyway. It is, absolutely. It is really. And we actually call all my babies the reflexology babies because they generally tend to be pretty placid, sleep reasonably well. Um, so, yeah, we, we sort of have, all have this joke that, you know, we, we, we have reflexology babies because they're just, Chilled. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's very calming. So if the mother's, uh, you know, secreting calming hormones uh, in her pregnancy rather than the cortisol, you know, that also, as we know, affects, affects the, um, the, um, the baby as well. Absolutely. What about people trying to do this themselves? Uh, yes, you certainly can. There are certainly books around and, you know, there's so much on the internet these days. However, certainly I would say if people are going to, Think about going to a reflexologist would would be my suggestion. Uh, make sure there is someone who is qualified and also someone who is prepared to work with with pregnancy. Um, one of the resources I'm actually going to give you later is the um, website for the Reflexology Association. Um, certainly, people if they're working with um, with reflexologists, you do need to make sure that they're qualified and that they know what they're doing. Certainly. Um, just going to some of these uh, local massage places that say they do reflexology, I would be very wary of, especially in the first trimester, uh, because, like I said, if they're not trained, they, they don't necessarily know which areas to avoid and not and not to work on or the best way for them to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm. I recommend the same advice for lots of things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With so much great information provided on each episode, we've created an easy way for you to stay up to date on keeping your family happy, healthy, and safe. For exclusive content, as well as show notes, links for everything we discuss on the episode, as well as a free newsletter to help keep you informed, visit mumsthewordpodcast.com. Okay. And what about um, in labor? Has there been like, or, I mean, well, would you give um, maybe the, the mother or the, the client um, some tips to give her partner to use during labor as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in reducing techniques? Yeah. Reflexology can be quite helpful with, um, with labor if 
if she is prepared to have somebody touch her and working on her feet while she's um while she's in labor we've certainly had a lot of um women over the years who we've shown them how to actually you know their partner how to work their feet and things and you know they've got into into um into the labor room and she said don't touch me don't touch me um but they are points on their hands that they can work on themselves uh also points on their feet that um that their partners can certainly work for them just to help calm them uh, and just uh, maybe try and take a little bit of pressure off and, you know, working through the spine and things like that that might actually just help a little bit as far as it might uh, help to reduce a bit of the pain as well. Yeah, yeah, and I guess it's not a one-case-fits-all, but, I mean, is it something that... Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but just results with some of the other work, is it something that they would expect after maybe, let's say, three sessions to see a change or when would you say, oh, this is not working or, or let's keep going and what sort of the things people need to look out for as well uh what what i suggest to people is just see how they're how they're feeling with it um you know there are there are certainly sometimes people actually forget to sort of say certain conditions that they might have like i had somebody the other day who's forgotten to tell me that she actually had an injury in her shoulder and it gives her pain but she lives with it so she doesn't actually think about it and then she said to me the other way oh by the way i forgot to tell you i've got a really bad shoulder but it's gone. The pain's gone. So it's um, it's something that people will get the benefit from. But you know, some people might these days people feel that they need to get a quick fix, and sometimes it's not necessarily a quick fix. It may take a number of sessions. People might notice a difference after the first one or two sessions. It might take a little bit longer. It depends how prepared they are to persevere. I guess. Yeah. No, of yeah. course, of course. Well, thank you. Um, could you give us uh, maybe a quote or an affirmation and, and its meaning to you and how, I guess, you apply it in your life? Yeah, sure. Um, well, for me, something that's really important is, is um, self-care and that self-care for women is not an indulgence and it's an essential part of your health and well-being, which also benefits your family as well because if, if you're in the right, you're in a good place, you're actually able to deal with your family and, you know, the crises and, and everything like that. The number of people who actually say to me when they're having their, when they come in to have their feet done, it's like, oh, I shouldn't be there. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. It's like, well, no, you need to look after yourself because if anything happens to you, who's going to look after everybody else? Yeah, no, it's you, the oxygen mask theory, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Itself. but it's it's funny. It's just... um. I don't know what it is, that mummy guilt as well, or it's just this uh, never-ending never to-do list, you know. Yeah. Like you're laying there and you think, I should be relaxing, but yeah. there's like, you know, 20 things that I need to get done before school pick-up or something it's, like that. It, exactly, and it's also this societal thing that, you know, women are super women and they can do everything and they don't need anything to help them. Well, yeah, sometimes they just don't. Yeah. And whether whether it's because there's something physical going on, they have a physical condition or something like that, or whether it's actually just to help them get centered, uh, it just is. It just has that effect. It, it, you know, to have something to whether it's reflexology, massage, yoga, going. I go for a walk on the beach. Sleep. Yeah, sleep. <laughs> um, something just to just to do something for yourself is just does make that difference. And like I said, it helps everybody in your whole family and your friends and everybody. If you're in a better place, they'll be in a better place. 
I think you're right. Like in a family unit as well, the kids are so receptive and, you know, it's like they've got these, you know, antennae that, you know, they're tied into you. So if oh. you feel, and it's like, you know, it can work in your favor or it can really work in your detriment as well. So, um, yeah, I think it's amazing advice that you're sharing there. Um, on this, on this podcast, you know, we're all about community and not reinventing the wheel and, and I guess reminding mums that, you know, no matter where we are in the world, because we are a global podcast, um, that we've all got really similar concerns and struggles and I guess more so that, um, you know, I'd really like to believe that we're all in this together and, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. And exactly. well, as part of that, um, I asked all the guests to share a time with a time with us that um, that you struggled or wasn't so easy, whether it be personally or professionally. And, you know, what did, what did you learn and, you know, how did you get out of it and what was the result? So maybe you could share something. Well, for me, my main struggle has always been um, with self-esteem and self-confidence. Um, you know, I know that I'm a good practitioner. I wouldn't be doing it after 16, 17 years if if I didn't know what I was doing and I was good, wasn't good at what I'm what I do. But it's still every so often you get that little bit of a niggle. Um, but especially as far as my work is concerned, it's for me, it's public speaking. Um, you know, I've been a chair of a number of different associations. I've been the chair of the Victorian Reflexology Association for a number of years. I've organised and emceed national conferences, but I still hate public speaking. Um, so to do what I'm, and I still don't like it, and I just keep challenging myself. And certainly in the last few years, I just keep doing things like doing this podcast that oh, I, I mean, you know <laughs> yeah I, I sort of think I hear what you're saying but you know don't know if you I don't really me. yeah right I mean I, you've obviously put yourself out there out of the comfort zone enough now yeah that, um we cannot tell <laughs> so yeah um yeah. but I think yeah. it's a common one as well it's just that we're always our biggest critic aren't we oh absolutely Absolutely. I think yeah. uh, I've said many, I've, I've read somewhere, I don't know if it was um, John D. Martini, who's a really great philosopher, or whether it was um, Tony Robbins or someone like that, it basically said if, you know, we, if people spoke to us the way we spoke to ourselves, um, we wouldn't be friends with them. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. it's like that inner, inner voice. Yeah, where we're at, we are our own worst enemies sometimes, I think, and we somehow have to just get past that. And for me... Like I said, it is the public speaking. I have made a real effort in the last, especially in the last 12 months or so, to really get out there and 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 do talks. I've actually just agreed this week to do a talk at um, a networking group that I'm part of. And so that the thought of that just terrifies me, but I'm doing it. So it's 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 something that challenges me, but I'm I'm making sure that that I'm beating that challenge. Yeah, I think it's like it's like walking in a path that you've never walked in before. You know, you yeah. really can't find your way between the trees. And if you do it a few times, that and you go back again, there's, there's sort of almost like little footsteps you can see and little branches away, and then suddenly there's a big pathway. It's really just you know that's how a neurology works, and we just yes. sort of keep going, um, yeah. like anything really as well. Um, so, what drives you? I mean, you know getting up in the morning, doing what you do, you know, dealing with people's feet all day. Um, and I guess a lot of the work might be quite um, quite quiet if the person's asleep, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the reason the reason that what drives me is the work that I do. Um, I know what reflexology did for me and how it 
totally and utterly changed my life. And if I can help others improve their health and through that improve their lives. I mean, I've had people who have had who have made life-changing decisions on my table and they put that down to where reflexology has got them to uh, because it actually works on the four levels of existence. It works physically, emotionally, mentally and spiritually. It's a whole it's a whole body experience. And if I can help people in the way that it helped me and I can help people feel better, even if it's if they get a little bit more sleep, even if they cope a little better, even if it's just little things that add up to some change in their life, that's why I do what I do. Yeah, it's all about serving and I, I can mm. totally relate to that. And I think, you know, like like chiropractic reflexology, I think what, what drives me even more so is that it's natural and it's based on principles that you are your own healer and, you know, I mean, these are chiropractic principles that, you know, you're a self-healing organism and it's just yeah. that everything has to be in the right condition and we have everything that we need inside, you know. We were created from two cells and, and that magic doesn't leave you once you're born, you know. Yes. And it's there. It just needs to be either released or opened up or unblocked or whatever whatever the theories are. And they travel through a lot of the the ancient healing arts um, and natural, I guess, uh, we would call them CAM, complementary alternative, you know, therapies. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I totally relate. And I think there's nothing nothing more satisfying or fulfilling to know that you are giving back and putting your head on the pillow at the end of the day knowing that you help someone. Oh, most definitely, and you know the the feedback the feedback I get from my clients is just amazing. Um, I also teach uh, reflexology to well, at the moment I'm teaching to women who have been sexually abused, and the comments and the feedback we get from those women, I'm in tears. It's just been amazing the response that we get from from all sorts of people in all sorts of different ways, and and that to me is is everything that's that's why I get up in the mornings yeah yeah love it love it so um and now a little back to the future segment if if um if you could go back in time and knowing what you know now I guess particularly um I guess life experience but also as it maybe relates um to reflexology or not whatever whatever comes what would you tell um a, a, you know your younger self or someone who may be embarking on um on motherhood what advice would you give them? Make the most of every opportunity and enjoy your life and just go for it because life's too short not to. You know, I've been in the situation where, yeah, I've had to confront all sorts of different things and you know what, don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today because you just never know what tomorrow's going to bring. Yeah. So that's that's something that I'm now trying to live my, how I'm trying to live my life because, yeah, you just don't know what's around the corner. Yeah. yeah. Bit deep, but, you know. No, no, it's good. It's good. As, as you're saying, and I'm thinking about the, you know, you've got to sort of think, okay, you've got this massive to-do list and it's like, okay, what's urgent, you know, important, yeah. urgent and or important, you know, there's that whole sort of story like what do you need to do first, I guess. Yeah. What's, um, what's, the, what's the priority, you yeah. know, do, do, do what's important and, you know, like they say, don't sweat the small stuff because, you know, there, there's, there is always time to do other things. Yeah, and I think it's also about having long-term vision. Like it might be super yeah. important today, but if you if you look at it over a 10-year 
you know, time span isn't really important or, you know, you've got to look at it with longevity as well. Um, mm. What about some of the best advice that you ever received? Um, to have faith in yourself and your abilities and just, you know, just work work to that and know that you can do what you do, whether it's a matter of, you know, bringing up, bringing up your family or um, work or any any aspect of your life have faith in yourself and what you're doing yeah because if nobody if you don't have faith in yourself who else is going to have that and that's that's something that you know that to me resonates a lot no great advice Mm -hmm. um if you could share some invaluable resources um for the listeners um i guess as it relates to looking further into reflexology um you know some where they can look a bit more about it or, um, yeah, and if they wanted to do a course or maybe some, um, yeah, websites they could look at? Yeah, there's um, there's a number of um, different different courses and different options available um, and people certainly these days get onto Google and do all sorts of things on the internet and look things up. Um, my main resource is actually at the moment I would suggest to a lot of people would be uh, the Reflexology Association of Australia and their ref- their website's actually just reflexology.org.au, especially for people in Australia if they're looking for a qualified reflexologist to go and see, who is certainly that's who you should be seeing, obviously. Um, there's also a woman called G- Dr. Gowrie Moffa and it's M-O-T-H-A, who is an obstetrician and doctor in the United Kingdom, and she's also a reflexologist. So she's actually done a lot of research into natural therapies as well as obviously reflexology and the um, efficacy of reflexology in pregnancy and and labour. And she actually has what she calls the gentle birth method, and there's certainly a website and book and things like that. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure she's got a book, hasn't she? Yeah, she does. It's called the gentle birth method. Yeah. And it actually takes people week by week through their pregnancy. And I think she goes and into a bit of diet as well. Yeah, she's she's got she's got all sorts of different things that she does now. There's um there's there's it, her website is actually quite comprehensive and I did have her website here, but if people um just Google so gentlebirthmethod.com. Yeah, gentle yeah, yeah. Yeah. She um her her details certainly come up. I mean then there's the, you know, just general pregnancy sites um that say, for example, for people in Australia's bump hub and belly belly and things, different websites like that. But um generally as far as doing um courses, there's certainly a few different courses available um throughout Australia. Uh, and then some people also run just short courses, general general knowledge and general interest courses as well, and, and they're just advertised within local areas. Yeah, and is there like a registration governing body or can people get their money back with their insurance and things like that? Uh, yeah, we actually uh, are recognised by the majority of health insurance uh, companies these days. Uh, if people go to... Uh, a registered professional member of the Reflexology Association or the Australian Traditional Medicine Society. Um, they certainly have um, 
provider numbers for the uh, health insurance funds. And so dependent, obviously, on that level of cover and things like that, people um, can get a rebate for their health insurance. Well, that's good to know because I think yeah. in pregnancy particularly, I think costs that up. Everything's so expensive. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, of course, um, I'd love for you to share how people can best get in touch with you and find out more about the services that you offer and I guess where, where you're practicing. If you could share that. Um, uh, I think you did say it actually, Bentley, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. But so you could share all your other details. Yeah. Uh, the clinic I actually work from is called Vital Essence in Centre Road, Bentley. My business itself is actually called Pressure Point Reflexology. My website is pressurepointreflexology.com.au and I also have an email address which is info at pressurepointreflexology.com.au and I also have my mobile which is the best way of contacting me generally which is 0412 018 969 for those people in um, in the local area. What I love is that you make it super simple, pressure point reflexology, info at pressure point reflexology. You know, it, it just it just sometimes we hear people's uh, details and it's like, oh, just it's clear and succinct yeah. and I appreciate that. The Virgo yeah. in me appreciates that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, well, thank you for, so much um, for sharing um, more about the work that you're doing and, of course, uh, okay. about reflexology in general. We have not had a yep. reflexologist on the show to date, so you are our um, our token uh, uh, reflexology uh, advocate shall say, <laughs> Fantastic. on the podcast. And, um, well, yeah, just want to say also thank you so much for um, being so passionate about the work. I mean, we know each other personally um, and we've come across each other in, in a professional situation. So um, just, uh, yeah, your passion, you know, I think people do want to get their feet out in front of you when they when they hear what you do. Yes, yes, thank you. Look, it's been fantastic and uh, thank you very much for inviting me on. I've um, I've really enjoyed it. And I, as always, I love talking about reflexology. I can talk about it forever. Well, there you go. So, oh, that whole fear of public speaking, you just need to talk about your passions. Exactly. We, exactly. Wouldn't, know, we wouldn't know that you had a fear of public speaking. <laughs> anyway. And this way, I mean, look, I know you're not in your pyjamas, but you could be in your pyjamas. I could. <laughs> people wouldn't know. So, you know, it's always something to think about more on the on the sound or radio waves. Uh, exactly. Um, anyway, well, have a great day, Sam, and thanks so much. Thank you. You Bye. too. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mums the Word. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and join us on our Facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world. We look forward to having you join us again next time here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.